One of my favorite aspects of anyone starting a health and fitness journey is all the knowledge that they're gonna gain when it comes to their nutrition. It really does blow my mind that this isn't taught in school as like an essential subject. We should all know what our food is comprised of. It's essential to human life. We eat every day, yet not enough of us have a good amount of knowledge around our nutrition. So this is something that I really appreciate that when clients come to us, they get such good understanding of what's going into their body. And also it starts to let them know why they haven't had success in the past, which I think is also super insightful. And given we aren't taught in schools, I do think it's our responsibility to learn and take that on ourselves. And I do truly believe, and like I just mentioned, this is where most people are messing up. They assume that their diet is healthy, yet it lacks protein and is far too high in carbs and fats generally. Now I want you to try this for me. Have a think about five different protein sources that per 100 grams, you would get more than 15 grams of protein, 15 grams or more. Have a think about that and see if it's quite easy to come up with. And if you're listening to this, you might be a bit more well-versed in health and fitness, but I'd say the majority of people, maybe you ask your brother, maybe you ask your wife, maybe you ask your cousin, I guarantee you that most people can't do this. And they'll usually say, you know, something like eggs, they'll say something else, something else, then they'll usually run out. And when we look at eggs, yes, you know, to a degree it is a protein source. And actually I wouldn't say it provides what I just mentioned. I think per 100 grams, you're probably looking more about that 10, 12 grams mark of protein and it's also quite a heavy fat source as well so if we say a medium egg that's probably got five grams per egg realistically it's not just a primary protein source yet not enough of us know this and i really do feel like it should just be general knowledge that the majority of us have and if you want long-term success on your journey, I feel it's essential to learn what your food is comprised of. Yes, you might be able to follow a meal plan and it works, but you really need to know why that meal plan is working for you as well. And the best place for us to all learn, just go to the supermarket and look at the food labels. Go to your pantry, go to your cupboard, go to your fridge and look at the food labels. More or less every food you come across will have a label giving you the nutritional information. So my first piece of advice here when it comes to learning is to get curious about these food labels. Just turn the pack around to see how much carbs and fats and protein the food contains per serving and per 100 grams. Look at the ingredients, see what the ingredient profile is. You might be surprised to see that what you thought was just maybe two ingredients has far more in it. And to this day, I even find myself surprised sometimes when I turn around a pack and I look. And I do this a lot because I'm in a lot of different countries, so I'm keen to see what different macros these sets of food have in them. A good example is picking up burgers from the meat section. You can pick one random one up, turn it around and on some burgers it will have 20 to 25 grams of fat then you'll pick up another and it has five grams of fat as a difference of 180 calories in one burger let's say you have two that's 400 calories and that's 400 calories that it wasn't necessarily like you proactively wanted to eat those extra calories it was just because you didn't know or you didn't check. And the same goes for something like yogurt. You might see like 0% Greek yogurt and then you'll see low-fat natural yogurt. And you'll think, oh, there surely can't be that much difference between these, you know, they're just yogurt. But natural yogurt usually has a ratio of like 70% carbs to maybe 30% of protein. And you could argue that 0% Greek yogurt is basically the opposite of that with the protein ratio being 70% and the carbs being about 30 grams. And if you're someone who struggles to get protein but you keep going over on your carbs, 
This could make a big difference for you. I never thought there would be so much to learn in supermarkets, but there really is. And on that note, my second piece of advice is once you get curious, once you start learning, start comparing the different options. Pick up different brands, even if it's the same food, because it's going to have different set of macros, different set of calories. It might be relatively similar, but some can be quite different, different versions of a certain food. And there will always be a difference when you have a look at them. And I want to take an example of the yogurt again, like I just said. And this is a really easy place for you to slip up. Let's say we go for a low-fat Greek style yogurt. And let me clarify, not low-fat Greek yogurt, low-fat Greek style yogurt. And if we look at this, I just pulled up a random uh, supermarket website and their own brand version per 100 grams is 55 calories, 5.3 grams of carbs and 7.3 grams of protein. Not bad, you might say. And now let's look at real low-fat Greek yogurt, such as the 0% F-A-G-E, which if you didn't know is actually pronounced fire, <laughs> but some people call it phage and fake and has many different names. Per 100 grams, it's 54 calories. So relatively the same, actually one calorie less, but this time it has three grams of carbs, 2.3 grams lower than the Greek style, and 10 grams of protein, which is 2.7 grams higher per 100 grams. If you're having 200 grams of this, which is a pretty normal serving size, you're getting five less grams of carbs and you're getting six grams more of protein. If you're having this daily, you're eating 35 grams of carbs less across the week and your protein across the week is gonna be 42 grams higher. And the most interesting thing here is that you're not even changing the serving size. You're literally eating the exact same amount of yogurt here. So look at the labels. Like why would you consume the exact same food if one has more suitable macros and sometimes less calories. Make sure you look at it because it will pay off in the long term. And you might even discover that a food you like is even more macro friendly than you first thought. That's always a great realization. And my final piece of advice here, like the big three I've got, is to look at how much actual food you get for the amount of calories. And I've spoken about food volume in the past on the podcast. Maybe I'll revisit it soon. I feel like it's been a little while, but it's something I speak about with my clients very, very regularly because of each 100 grams of of any given food is completely different in terms of what you're gonna see on the plate. Let's take like dried fruit as a good example, or nuts, or cheesecake maybe. They are all very calorie dense. If you had 100 grams of any of these, it would A, be a ton of calories, and B, not be that much actual food on the plate. However, if you take 100 grams of strawberries, or broccoli, or egg whites, you'll realize that the calories are significantly less, and you'll get a lot more food on your plate. So keep searching for these, and once you do this for a little while, if you do all of the above for a little while, your nutrition knowledge will skyrocket. And the final tip I want to mention actually is start looking into why the certain foods you love are so calorific. Like let's take a pizza for example. Where does the majority of these calories come from? It's likely to be the cheese and probably the base. I mean the toppings definitely account for some, but let's just say it's a cheese pizza. Let's just go for that. And once you know this, you can actually start making lower calorie alternatives. Let's say you're going to make homemade pizza. You can go to where the bases are and search for the one with the lowest calories. Maybe you search online for low calorie pizza base and there's a recipe there. Or there's like Lodo brands, for example, that you didn't know about before. Or you decide, actually, we're not even going to go for a base. We're going to go for something like a tortilla wrap instead. And that's a way to save a bunch of calories and have a food that you love. And then let's look at the cheese. Maybe you make the pizza with 30% reduced fat, or you even eat the eat lean cheese, where it's basically all protein and minimal fat. And then the food that you thought you potentially couldn't have is back on the menu with your new found 
around education. All it required was a few tweaks and you can have the food you love. It might adjust the taste a little bit, but it's better than sometimes not having it at all. Knowledge is power, people. So start empowering yourself and learn more about what's on your plate. And I wanna wrap up with some quick fire tips that you can take with you next time you head to the supermarket. So number one, always read the ingredient profile. See what's in the food, get to know it. See if you can pronounce the words on the ingredients. And if you can't, that might be a sign that you wanna Google it, see what's actually in it. And it's really good to understand a bit more about that. Number two, check the serving size. I really don't know who they base these serving sizes off, but the last time I checked, I don't think anyone just eats 30 grams of cereal when they have cereal. It's usually gonna be 50, 60, you know, more along those lines. And sometimes even the serving sizes, for example, on cereal will say 30 grams with 125 mils of semi-skimmed milk. And maybe you're not drinking semi-skimmed milk, so it doesn't make sense to look at that. Look at the uh, amount per 100 grams and get a better idea of that and kind of work out how much you would have. If it's 100 grams and you know that you're gonna have a 50 gram bowl of cereal, then you simply just have to half that and that's realistically gonna be the serving size. And the last and one of the most important is never believe any of the claims that they put on the packet, on the tin, on the box, whatever it is, check for yourself. And it's very misleading and it's mainly done for marketing purposes as well. I'm not gonna name the cereal, but there was a little while ago where they had their normal version and then it said, this one is their protein version of this cereal. Let's just call it granola because it's not actually a brand, but it says protein granola. And you actually compare the two and maybe per serving, again, using their serving sizes, it was three grams more protein than their last one. And yes, it's higher in protein than their existing product, but it doesn't make it a high protein food. And this is where people get tripped up all the time. So look into it for yourself, establish a baseline in nutritional knowledge first, and then you can determine whether that claim is true. However, nine times out of 10, it's generally not the case. So be skeptical when you see those labels, and I hope that that helped. Get curious, look at those labels and enhance your nutrition knowledge. Take care team. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.